And welcome to episode 96 of My Pocket Psych, the podcast all about the psychology of the workplace. I'm Dr. Richard McKinnon, and I am joined as ever by my co-host, Pilar Orti. Pilar, how are you doing on this lovely sunny day here in London? <laughs> Makes such a difference, doesn't it? <laughs> I am very well. There's nothing like a big, big uh, blue sky with lots of sun coming into the house. So I'm doing very well. Very well. Thanks, Richard. Good. I, I really um, find my mood gets boosted by blue skies as well. So yes, it's nice to enjoy it. And now we've recorded this for posterity. So halfway through the winter, if you're listening to this, you can remember that at some point in September, it was still nice. Yeah, sometime in your country, wherever you are, at some point, it's nice and sunny. Uh, we hope, we hope. So what are we uh, looking at today, Richard? Because we finished our season on coaching. We did. So from episodes 90 to 95, um, those six episodes was all about coaching, looking at the the activity in a bit more detail and from a, a few different perspectives. We're, we're putting that behind us and we're looking at something, well, we're making a fresh start. <laughs> very good. <laughs> you saw that coming. Yes, yeah. very good. <laughs> so this episode is all about the psychology of a fresh start. Um, and, and actually it sort of leads on from what we've been talking about because coaching is very, very often about making some changes. Those changes could be very small changes um, to at the habit level, or they could be some big life-changing or career-altering um, changes. But change is the constant there. And of course, being a psychologist, I'm really interested in the role that how we think about change plays in our behavior around change. So it's really useful to think about some of these thinking strategies that we use, um, consciously or not, when it comes to making some changes. And while we can't make a total reinvention of ourselves overnight, um, it is really important to reflect on what we're saying to ourselves about the change. And one of those things that we say to ourselves is, I'll make a fresh start. And I'm sure that translates into lots of different idioms and lots of different languages, obviously. But, but in English, um, people will talk about making a fresh start. So a really common example is the New Year's resolution. And I, I'm seeing when I talk about it, fewer and fewer people making these resolutions. But, but anyway, it's the idea that the 1st of January brings us an opportunity to make a fresh start so that we can start to do something different or stop doing something we've been doing up till that point. And while discussing this with people over the last week when planning for this, I also noticed that another big marker is the new academic year, which starts in September in many countries. And I know that that one has really stuck with me. And I left university a long time ago. But September really feels like almost another new year when we think about markers in the year. So psychologists talk about these as being temporal landmarks. So just as we use geographic landmarks to find our way around a city, we look back and make sense of our own lives in terms of chapters and arcs of activity and uh, fresh starts. And it might be a new year, but it also might be the time when I started university or the time when I started that new job. And so these time points um, can be really, really useful to help us look back and make sense of things, but also to look forward and plan to make a start. 
What about you, Pilar? Any, any particular times of year that resonate with you? Uh, yes, you mentioned September completely for me. And I think, I think it's ingrained because this is, well, that's how I, well, th- most people, I think that's how you measure the start of something is with the academic year since you're very little. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, that's really stuck. That's really, really stuck also because I still take, um, well, July and August are still very different for me than the rest of the year. So the year is really broken up. July and August for me, I'm um, rarely, and September actually, um, rarely in the UK. I come and go. The weather is different. So my rhythm is different. My level of activity is different. And then comes September and even October is when I go, okay, there's a shift now. So mm. I, uh, I found that interesting. I'd never thought of looking at the psychology of it though. And then I looked at your show notes for the episode and I was like, wow, there's a lot to think about. Uh, so <laughs> so what, what have you been uh, seeing? I mean, you've already mentioned some of the things around the, the fresh start. What are some of the other things that you've observed uh, how people use this? Well, personally, mm. I know that um, I was on holiday last month and it seems like a distant memory now, but I took a couple of weeks off. And as I was lying in the sun in Spain, I began to think about some changes I would like to make. Mm. But it was always predicated on once I get home, which was really interesting. And actually, I began to think more and more about the 1st of September because it was at the end of of August I was taking these holidays. And it seemed like, oh, the 1st of September is a a perfect time to do this because it's the beginning of a a kind of a new year. But you know what's really funny was that the 1st of September was a Wednesday this year. We're 2021. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a Monday. Like lots of people think, oh, Monday is the, you know, it's the beginning of the week. We'll do something new. It wasn't the beginning of a season as such. And yet this 1st of September thing really resonated with me in combination with, and I'm going to be back home. Um, And that that really stuck with me when I was thinking about um, this episode. But I also have observed um, in my coaching practice that when people make commitments to change, they do want to identify the time at which they will start it. And, you know, sometimes you can find that people overreach with these commitments and take on too much, but also um, coaches will often be uh, feel a bit challenged when they start talking about when I'm going to start this and I explore what's stopping you from doing it now. It feels uncomfortable to make a change now. We would like to associate it with one of these temporal landmarks. And that might be tomorrow morning. It might be next Monday. It might be the beginning of a month. But of course, now we're already seeing one of the downsides or the risks with this. It could lead to procrastination. I'm pushing it into the future because the future feels more comfortable. Making the change now is a bit icky. (laughs) So we need to watch out for that. The fresh start is a great tool, but we need to be honest with ourselves and make sure that we're not simply kicking it into next month or next season, just because that brings us a little bit of relief. Yeah, It's a bit like the I'll diet tomorrow. (laughs) 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 Uh, But I was also thinking uh, there's something I try to do every year, which is um, NaNoWriMo, which is National Mm -hmm. Novel Writing Month, and that's in November. I remember one year, saying in Facebook, oh, I'm going to be starting my novel in, in 1st of November. And someone's saying, why don't you start now? Uh, and it really was, I didn't, it, it's interesting what you're saying. I didn't want to start then. I wanted, well, one, it's a whole event. So uh, it helped me. It was also, it was not just 
temporal. It also helped that someone else had decided the date. First of November, okay, mm-hmm. I'll join. <laughs> it helped that I knew that other people were going to do it at the same time. It just helps a little bit. Uh, and it also helped that I was planning for it. I think that uh, planning for it to get myself ready so that on 1st of November, I knew I had to do it then. You, you make a really good point. I, I, I was trying to think of other temporal landmark examples and NaNoWriMo, I mean, it's, it's great fun and it's really demanding, but to write a book in a whole month requires that focus requires that deadline, requires that starting point. And of course, no one wants to have a novel writing exercise sprung on them, you know, so <laughs> working up to the 1st of November um, means you're going to make a change to your behavior and you're going to write, you know, what is it, 1600 words a day or something if you're going to do yeah. it every day um, for for the month. So that that's a great example. And how you feel about this new habit, which is a writing habit, is predicated on your ability to prepare for that and to know when you're going to start. And as you say, start with others. So we're in it together. Now, that's an interesting one because you're all doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas the New Year's resolution, people could be trying so many varied things. We know we're all trying to make a change at the same time, but the scope of those changes varies enormously. And our buy-in <laughs> to those changes, how authentically we want to stop smoking or join a gym or run a marathon or whatever it is, some of those really, really, really big ones. So we have part of the recipe there. We have the first of the year. But the first of the year could be on a different day of the week. And and actually, you know, we don't know what we're going to be doing. But but actually, it's such a big, famous temporal landmark in many cultures that it's sort of stuck with us. But what I want to do uh, for our listeners is encourage them to identify all of the other temporal landmarks um, so they could start to use those if they wish. We don't have to wait until the start of the year um, to make a change. So I thought what I could do is maybe share some of um, some of the research um, on this. And there's a, a great book I would recommend to our, our listeners, who I'm going to assume have an interest in psychology because they're listening to <laughs> us. So, um, and it's by a researcher called Katie Milkman. And um, I actually encountered her work first on, a, on another podcast, um, but she has a great book called How to Change. And reading through it was almost like, oh, these are the golden seams in the mine of behavior change. Great summaries of great high-quality research and all about how to make changes for yourself, but using evidence-based approaches. And one of the things uh, she goes into in this book is this notion of fresh starts. So this was fantastic to to come across her work when when preparing for this but i want to go back to that that temporal landmarks and just quote something um that she says in the book which i think is really nice rather than perceiving time as a continuum we tend to think about our lives in episodes creating story arcs from the notable incidents or chapters in our lives and what's really interesting is that it's associated by where we were where we were working, who we were with, uh, where we lived, you know, these, these kinds of things. Um, and actually, um, they're associated with these chapters are, are also time-based because they give us a sense of where we were in time and space. And so we can use that uh, commonality, that, that view of our lives to start a fresh chapter, to start a new chapter and not wait for an event to be the marker, but for us to pick a date and say, that's going to be the start 
of a new chapter. Now, it won't be maybe as um, uh, memorable. See, exactly memorable, significant as a new job, for example, or relocating country. But we're doing the same thing. We're saying this landmark is important, and I'm going to make a change from there. You know, as long as it's not too far in the future, we're all good so far. But as I said, we don't we don't need to to wait till the first of January. I mentioned Dan Pink's book, When, The Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing. I mentioned that before. And he um, makes the point, uh, there are 86 days a year when we can make a fresh start. Now, I, I, I disagree. I think there's even more. But anyway, I'll come to that in a moment. 365, <laughs> Yes, that's what I like to hear. But actually, sort of common, popular temporal landmarks. So Mondays, people are attracted to Mondays. And if I have to do something new or demanding or start a new project or whatever. Monday is the day because it's a fresh week. But there's also your birthday. A lot of people identify change on their birthday. Personally, it doesn't resonate with me at all. That's a day when I don't want to do anything, never mind pick up a new project. Also, people align themselves with the start of a new season. And, and that's an interesting one because uh, I, I reached out to our Twitter followers and asked them what, what they thought. And actually, the most po popular response on the small Twitter survey was actually starting um, a season with a new, with a change, with a fresh start. But then we also have personal anniversaries, um, maybe wedding anniversaries and things like that, and potentially religious festivals. But as you said, Pilar, it could be any day. We, we have the potential to start over on any day that we choose. And keeping that in mind, we definitely don't have to wait till the 1st of January. We don't have to wait for the next season. We could, if it's just a couple of days away, maybe wait for a, a fresh week. But just like the 1st of January, is your typical Monday a great day to make a change? You know, do you, do you associate Monday with optimism and uh, plentiful energy and abundant joy. Many people find Monday mornings kind of tough. And is that the perfect time to make some changes? So maybe it's about picking a random day and ensuring that by the time you get to that first tough Monday, your new habit is, while not totally in place, at least it's, it's not brand new, shiny, and a little bit scary. Lots there. <laughs> the seasons one I find fascinating. I never thought of that. And I wonder also whether it goes back to my earlier reflection on September as the end of the summer, more than just the beginning of the academic year. And there's, there's something, I suppose, depending on the change as well, there's something about looking for a time when you have a different energy or looking for a time that energizes you. And as you say, this could be Monday but it could be the beginning of the season. So I wonder also whether there's, I mean, I'm, I'm going completely off piste uh, and completely off the evidence, but I wonder also whether we choose sometimes the times when we think that we are most receptive to make that change. Um, so that's also interesting. It's about being realistic. I think you're, you're, you're onto something there for sure. This is partly about scaling back our goals when we take account of all the other things that are going on, all the other commitments we have and all the other change we're going to go through and just be realistic about what we think is, is doable. And that's much more satisfying, but we can explore this fresh start phenomenon in, in lots of different ways. We can use it in, in ways to, to our advantage again, as long as we're not procrastinating. So we need to be really honest with ourselves. But if you want to start a new habit, a very small, simple habit, you can just choose the day that you're going to do it. 
soon, but starting a new small habit, um, and then you can track it from that date. So maybe you are attracted attracted to a Monday. Maybe it is that you're attracted to the start of a new month. You know, you see that in the world of of the bullet journal phenomenon uh, a lot, where people are tracking their behavior using pen and paper and making plans for the month ahead. But very much the episodes are month to month. The planning is month to month, and people pick a theme for the month or they track a specific habit for that month, but they wait, uh, sometimes with bated breath, for the start of the fresh month. And it, it's viewed as giving you a whole new opportunity. So if you have messed up your tracking of your um, habit, if you've messed up on your completion of the habit, or if you've neglected to journal, the first of the month gives you an opportunity to wipe the slate clean, which I, I think is, is, is really, really nice. And actually, some of the reasons that we do this, um, Katie Milkman goes on, goes on to say, uh, this is a really nice example, I think. When we surveyed a panel of Americans about how they feel on fresh start dates, such as New Year's or their birthday, we heard again and again that new beginnings offer a kind of psychological do-over. People feel distant from their past failures. They feel like a different person, a person with a reason to be optimistic about the future. So we can harness that. As long as we're being realistic, you really need to think about your, your optimism. Is it grounded in action that you're going to take? And is it grounded in a realistic review of everything you've ever done before? Are you likely to be a brand new person on the 1st of September? Are you likely to have the willpower and the dedication and the organ of whatever it is you're working on? Um, you need to be realistic about that. Otherwise, you'll just encounter fresh start after fresh start that, that is disappointing. At the same time, I like that idea of, because I'd always thought, well, I was thinking up to now of what what's coming next, but actually that fresh start also means stopping maybe something that, that either leaving something behind or, or just deciding to, to stop doing some things. I quite like that as well. It, it is. And, and if we look at this from, um, from the perspective of, of acceptance and commitment theory for ACT that we talk about a lot on the podcast, you know, as you said, any day could be a fresh start, but right now could be a fresh start because using ACT um, skills, we learn that we don't have to let an emotion like a disappointment or, or anger or anything else guide our behavior for a set period of time. We can start to make some changes straight away behaviorally. But of course, what we tend to do is sit with our emotions until they pass and then think, well, look, when I'm feeling less annoyed, I'll do X. Or when I'm feeling more optimistic, I'll do Y. Well, we don't need to. We can start to make the behavioral changes straight away. And that's an interesting sort of counterpoint to pick a date and start from there. I think the vast majority of people don't know what ACT is and they don't practice these skills. So a date in the diary seems like a very sensible thing to do, right? Yeah. And oh, excuse me. And what other things have you seen um, uh, people use the fresh start for? Well, if there has been, um, and, and it, it builds on, on what Katie Milkman was writing about the optimism, when there has been a difficulty, when there has been a setback, fresh start, arbitrary date, allows you to draw a line under that and say, Do you know what, that's the end of that, and I'm going to start over on Monday. So it might have been a particularly difficult project at work. It might have been a particularly challenging multiple events happening at the same time as life tends to throw at us. But the other side of that is actually, I want to learn something. 
I want to develop a new skill and I'm going to do that from this date. Um, it enables us to think about fresh starts on a monthly basis so we can actually look at something kind of unwieldy like a year and break that into chunks. And as I've seen people do, pick a new habit for each month and build up a new repertoire of behaviors one at a time, doing each uh, for a month at a time. And so instead of looking at a year, we're looking at a whole collection of opportunities to make this fresh start, drop a behavior, add a behavior, or put some stuff behind us and not carry it like baggage with us, not, not let the disappointments cloud our ability to see an optimistic future. So lots of different ways that we can draw a line in the sand, uh, have this do-over that, that uh, Katie Milkman uh, writes about. And it's, it's a nice tool. And I think it's, there's, a, there's an optimism with it. But of course, yes. <laughs> you know me, <laughs> we, you know, there are some things um, to watch out for. So as, I, as, I've, as I've mentioned, don't be too optimistic about the scope of change you can make. The first of, of the year, the first of the month does not transform you. It just gives you an opportunity to make a change. There's nothing magical about these dates. Um, and, you know, they're, they're viewed differently in different cultures. Anyway, the new year is different in different cultures. So there's nothing magical about the 1st of January, for example. We also want to make sure that whatever we want to do, we authentically want. If we follow trends or do what others are doing because they're doing it, that won't feel like our fresh start. In fact, you could feel like that was the date I started doing the thing I hated doing. You know, I felt like I was punishing myself. And of course, if we have tried things in the past and we've drawn a line under them, we, we do need to take the lessons from that. The reflection about our past is, how did I get there? And what am I going to do differently next time? And so we need to learn, not ruminate and punish ourselves, but we do need to identify learning. And it, it could be, I took on too much. I was too optimistic. I didn't seek support. It could be, actually, I just tried to do what other people were doing and it wasn't my goal, but we do need to think back. And then we can, of course, keep using the fresh start approach such that it loses its power. Because if I keep saying to you, Pilar, you know, next month, we'll have a fresh start with the podcast. Ne next month, we'll do these things. After a few of those, you'll think, you're not making these changes. And in fact, none of this is sticking. And so it can, it can turn into that procrastination because we feel, oh, I've got a bottomless pit of fresh starts, which on the one hand is true, right? Because any day could be, but we also need to take action. And that, that's the other bit about a fresh start that, um, that some people find difficult. So if we do want to make a fresh start and we want to avoid <laughs> some of these things, how do we start to prepare? There's a whole bit about being realistic. So like I said, learn from the past. What could you do different with this fresh start? There's nothing magical about the date. You might need to do something different in order to be more successful this time and think about what you're capable of. And also the realistic nature of reflecting on your environment, your life, the practicalities of being you. Just because you read it in a book, it doesn't mean you can do it too. I don't want to put a, you know, be a damp, um, uh, have a damp impact on anyone's enthusiasm, but you do need to consider the practicalities and not just copy what other people are doing. But what the research does show us is that you can speak to people 
about their approach and find out how it works for them. So we're not just looking at the results, but we're looking at the method. And then we can look at the method and make it work for us. So we're not copying like, oh, I was going to say carbon paper, that which has just dated me. <laughs> I bet no one knows what carbon paper is. But we're, not, we're not simply copying them like you know, a photocopier, but instead we're saying, oh, I like your results. How did you get there? What is it that you do to make these changes? And of course, life can get in the way. So if we slip up, if we neglect this habit or we we start doing again what we wanted to stop, don't give up completely. We have another fresh start tomorrow, but we also then have an opportunity to look at how did I slip up or what got in the way? And it's not the law. So you can change your fresh start and say, you know what, I'm going to do half of what I planned before, or I'm going to do a tenth of what I was going to do before, but I'm going to do something. And of course, that brings us back to our point about tiny habits that we talk about a lot. If you start with a very small habit, your chances of failure are very low. And of course, you can always build on that. And that builds your self-belief and your um, results as well. And then, of course, um, there's a really good chapter in uh, Katie Milkman's book about accountability, which can be a double-edged sword when people are making changes. But to come back to your NaNoWriMo point, if other people are involved in the changes, it can be powerful because it's not just me, it's we. And that can have a positive impact on us sticking with our, our new ways of being. Now, there's something that we've talked about before, um, but it was a long, long time ago. Um, using a commitment device. Now, there's lots of different ways that we can do this, but simply put, a, a commitment device is some kind of cost or penalty that it, you incur when you don't stick to your plan of action. So uh, right now in 2021, there are services that will exist for this. You, you make a commitment and you give your payment details. And if you don't do X, it bills you a small amount of money. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> that was almost exactly what I said when I first encountered these. And in fact, you can um, set these up so that, that it will take your money and give it to a charity. What a lot of people do is set it up so it takes your money and it gives it to an organization that you don't support, that you don't agree say. with. Yeah. So you, your, your commitment device is, well, I could stay in bed, but if I stay in bed and I don't go for my run, the uh-uh party are going to get 10 pounds from me. And I really don't want that to happen. So, you know, that, that, that can be a way to start, but again, everything in moderation, we can use them to, to, uh, pick up new and challenging behaviors, but we can't overuse them when it's costly, but it, it also leaves us, um, at the mercy uh, of needing these systems to do things. So it's a great way to start a new habit, but you don't need to keep these commitment devices in place forever once you've built up this habit, because it is a habit <laughs> by default. So, um, but it doesn't need to be an automated one. It could be a friend. You know, if I don't turn up for our, our evening walk, uh, I've, I've got to pay you or I've got to wash your car, or I've got to babysit for you or something. So something that's not just about accountability, but there's a, there's a cost. And for many people, that will bring this into sharp relief and illustrate for them uh, the loss they'll incur if they don't follow through on their plan. I think as well, we can be really kind with ourselves. I mean, one of the things that you were saying earlier about 
adjusting also our, ex- not, not only being realistic about the expectations, but once we embark on something, and also it takes a little bit of energy to do that fresh start because, and, and enthusiasm and um, looking forward to it. And sometimes it's very easy to, as you say, if we're not getting to where we thought we well, to where we wanted to go, it, we can also adjust our expectations rather than drop everything, yeah. which is something you were mentioning. And it's, in a way, it's easier to drop something uh, because then you're like, well, it didn't work. However, a lot of the time, if we've committed to that fresh start, it's probably worth looking at it and going, okay, that's not working. How do I either scale back or shift a little bit? Maybe mm-hmm. that change needs to change. So I think that um, that works for me. Uh, um, yeah, that, 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 that stayed in my mind. Absolutely. Self-compassion is really important when we want to make a change that's that's meaningful to us. And and I suppose I would summarize everything that we've been talking about here in, in terms of what to watch out for. I mean, it's almost innate to pick a fresh start. We, uh, listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put, well, I'm not going to put money on it. I don't need the commitment advice, but I'm going to bet that many of you listening will use fresh starts regularly for things. But I'd like you to think about, am I making a fresh start on a given date and preparing myself for that date to give me the best chance of securing that fresh start? Or am I somehow believing that when that date comes around, change will magically happen? That will not lead to effective change. And that will lead to you using the fresh start as almost a procrastination device rather than a helpful um, clearing of the decks to give you maximum chance of success. So I'd like to ask our listeners, we we love to hear from the listeners. Um, Tell us, have you used a fresh start um, to, to make some change that was important to you? W- w- what is it that you've done? Uh, maybe you don't have to tell us about the change, but maybe how did you choose your fresh start? And when you do, how do you stick uh, to these changes? You know, when, when you're doing this, what encourages you to maintain it? Is it a commitment device? Is it involving others and accountability and things like that? We'd love to hear from you. And another call, finally, finally, uh, for uh, feedback. Um, Our 100th uh, episode is coming down the pipe really quickly. So we'd love to hear from you. What questions do you have? They can be about anything we've talked about so far uh, on the the series, Um, or maybe feedback, or just telling us what you've done as a result of, of hearing us and our many guests talk about the psychology of the workplace. So you can send us a message on Twitter, at my pocket psych or send us hopefully a longer message on the contact form, um, uh, which is at worklifepsych.com slash contact. And as of last episode, you can also send us a voicemail, a 30 second message via a link I'll put in the show notes. Um, and my final plea is if you're enjoying the podcast and you're listening for a while, think about one, have you got a friend or a colleague you could recommend it to? Recommend a specific episode that you think they'll be interested in. We'd love to have more listeners. And secondly, if you are enjoying it, think about leaving us an online review to tell prospective listeners why it's worthwhile tuning in. And there's a big assumptive word, isn't it? <laughs> worthwhile, <laughs> but you're listening now. So I am assuming you find it useful. PLR episode uh, 96 and fresh starts. Anything to, to leave our listeners with before we wrap up? I leave them with my thought, which is every time I think of, okay, I'm going to start doing that on such and such a date. 
I will just check in and say, well, could I do it any earlier? Is that the best time? But uh, yeah, it's something I will be doing. I will be remembering this episode now. Love it. That's brilliant. Thanks, Pilar. And uh, to all our listeners out there, thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading this episode of My Pocket Psych. To get in touch with questions and feedback, you can tweet us at worklifepsych or leave us a message on the contact form at www.worklifepsych.com contact. Thanks for listening.